This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio bringing you a weekly faith dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the 25th week of Ordinary Time. Bishop Brennan desires to share with us the joy of the gospel and the splendor of truth and to encourage us to live and to share the gospel in our lives. This week is a special week. Bishop Brennan is calling for a day of prayer and penance for our country on the Feast of Our Lady of Mercy this Thursday, September 24th. This Thursday, September 24th. Welcome, Bishop Brennan. Thank you. Good to be talking with you, and congratulations on a wonderful spirit drive last week. We had a blast, and I hope that all of our listeners had a blast as well. Uh, What a great celebration of our faith, as you worded it. It is. It really is of our faith and of our life together, and we just reflect on all the wonderful things that are going on, and then the ways that St. Gabriel brings them home to us. So it's a great week always. I always have to beg forgiveness for anybody that thinks that uh, tongue-in-cheek fun, as we talk about our faith, always apologize if uh, we went over the line. I don't think we did, but I love hearing laughter in our studio and over the phones. No, same here. I don't think you go. I've, I haven't experienced anything over the line. I think, you know, joy is a, is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and if it's not, you know, joy isn't joy if it's at the expense of somebody. But right. joy uh, is is a gift that comes from God, a fruit of the Holy Spirit. We always like to not only pray together but play together. And I know we need to play a lot more within our families with board games and things like that. It seems like everything is so serious now. Oh, indeed, indeed. And, um, and, and intense as well. And so I think, you know, you mentioned the uh, day of prayer coming up, Our Our Lady of Mercy. You know, somebody wrote to me, oh, a while ago and uh, suggested that uh, the Feast of Our Lady of Mercy in the old calendar was called Our Lady of Ransom. Um, And um, that was embraced by the Mercedarians, the the Feast of Our Lady of Mercy. We have the Sisters of Mercy. uh, Catherine McCauley um, founded the Sisters of Mercy in Ireland, and they opened their House of Mercy on Bagot Street um, in Dublin on the Feast of Our Lady of Mercy way back in the early 19th century, um, 1827 to be precise. And you know what? She um, she really she com- saw herself as an instrument of God's mercy and how the world in her time needed Mercy, and and mercy being um, the real life touch, not just uh, nice thoughts, but but reaching out and showing compassion and care, um, practical care to people who were in need. To in, uh, she started out working with homeless women and children, uh, to doing education, um, and um, and then it just grew as the as you know disease spread. They got involved with hospital work. Um, they, they met the challenges of the time. And our world is filled with all kinds of challenges. We're, we're still reeling through a pandemic, and we need real healing. We, we, we pray to God for an end to this um, pandemic and for the healing of those who are sick. Um, but we also, you know, you, you look at the, the signs of the time and uh, the the. Um, the rhetoric that's that's around and the hatred and division, um, and um, and really we're coming up on the month of October where we reflect on uh, mm-hmm. the uh, on the, on the gift of human life and, uh, and and the crimes against human life. Just today, the uh, 
Congregation for the um, Doctrine of Faith issued a letter um, called The Good Samaritan um, on assisted suicide, on euthanasia, and again called it a crime against human life. Things like um, abortion and euthanasia are absolute crimes against human life. And as St. John Paul II said, in the midst of the culture of death, we bear the gospel of life. And so this day of prayer is really asking for God's healing and mercy on our nation, on our society, but also we all need it within ourselves. We need we need to find healing. I'm sure all of us, are, we're hurting in one way or another, bearing some kind of pain. Um, and, and, and so we join together. And um, I mentioned this letter, right, as suggesting that day because of Our Lady of Mercy. It's not a common feast. It's not on, you know, it's not on many calendars. Um, but it is known. And one of the great images, I'm, I forget if it's Our Lady of Ransom or Our Lady of Mercy, is of Mary with, with her mantle open wide, you know. She's holding her, her mantle. And all kinds of people are there under her mantle. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, isn't that a great image? Mary gathers us together and brings us to the heart of Jesus where we encounter divine mercy. I mean, so, so what? It really is a good opportunity just for us to pray. I'm not looking for um, major uh, changes in our you know lives on that day. It's it's not like it's Good Friday or Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. but just to be united in prayer and to recognize that we're not alone in prayer. That we pray with each other, but most of all, we pray with Mary, our Mother of Mercy, who told the young couple at Cana. Go to him. Go to my son. So the Caring Mother is a day that we're going to be joining together in prayer for our country. And as we pray for our country, I guess what strikes me is that it all comes back to our own hearts, doesn't it? It does. It does. You know, um, I don't have all the words exactly right, but one of the uh, one of the saints of our times, um, Archbishop uh, Oscar Romero in uh, El Salvador, was mur- murdered while he was saying mass, and you know he was known as a little he was known as a revolutionary in some ways, you know, but he said the greatest revolution on earth is the um, authentic transformation of the Christian heart that the deeper we go, the ongoing conversion of our own hearts certainly helps us on the way to salvation, but it has a transformative effect on the world. It's, it has a powerful effect on the world. So we all need introspection, and we all need healing, and we all need mercy. We all need to seek forgiveness sometimes, maybe from the people who are closest to us, um, maybe f- directly from God. Um, maybe something, you know, in the secret of our hearts, something that people carry, uh, tremendous, tremendous burdens. Um, maybe, um, maybe it is somebody further away, but, but, you know, the, the, we find every opportunity we can get to go deeper in the spiritual life, don't we? And isn't it great when we can do that a little bit together? Mm-hmm. And it's also a reminder that many of us have forgotten to put Christ or God at the center of our lives and and some of the things that we're experiencing in our culture are because of that that 
is so very, very true. You know, um, we we've kicked God out of the marketplace in a sense. You know, one one of the things we the commitments we make as priests to many religious make them and um, um, and many people do this on their own is the. Um, the prayer of the liturgy of the hours and every morning usually to the morning we pray um, the office of readings and usually that involves a sequential reading of the of the bible you know you go from book to book so right now we're reading from the book of ezekiel we're coming kind of toward the end of the book of ezekiel um and a few weeks ago in our weekday readings we had the book of ezekiel now i have to confess when i was a little younger i i found you know, Ezekiel's rich in images, and I found it just a little bit weird for me. <laughs> <laughs> true confessions, true confessions. But you know what? As I get a little bit older, and as you really start, you really try to study it, it's a very powerful book, the book of, of Ezekiel. Um, you know, it's written during the Babylonian exile while people were in terrible, terrible misery. All right. It was like one of the worst things that can happen. And it's interesting. A lot of the Old Testament kind of is leading up to the Babylonian exile or following out of it. You know, that's that's one of those real defining moments. And, you know, these are my words, not Ezekiel's. But basically, people were saying, where is God and why has God abandoned us? Well, how, did, how could all this be happening to us? And the me- message that kept coming back to Ezekiel, okay, was from God. God kept in you do different signs and and by kind of li- literally lifting Ezekiel and bringing him back to the former temple and showing him all the abominations. You know, that was like the weird stuff that I saw. That, like he was kind of lifted up and taken to another time and another place where he was brought back to the old temple where all these abominations were going on. And the message, again, my words, not his, that God was giving through Ezekiel was, I never left you. I never abandoned you. Mm. You pushed me out. Mm-hmm. You pushed me out of your lives. You pushed me out of the city. You even pushed me out of the temple. You know? I never abandoned you. You just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And you got your way and see where it brought you. Mm. And but and then you, it, the book of Ezekiel is encouraging because basically, and we're up to this point now, God says, um, when you get to about the 36th, 37th chapter of Ezekiel, God says, you know what though? Not because of you, but for the sake of my holy name, because I am God and because no matter what happens, I can't stop loving you. I will bring you back. And that's when you get some of this beautiful, beautiful language in the book of Ezekiel of, you know, um, I, I, um, I will shepherd my people. I will be your God. You will be my people. All these things that we love to hear and it gets set to music and all of that. Well, God wasn't being romantic. I was basically saying, even with everything you did, I'm still coming after you because I still love you and I'm still going to restore you. And so part of that day of prayer, and it's not just the day of prayer. I don't want to put overemphasize it. It's a good opportunity for us. I think it's great if we do it together. But really, this is a long answer to your short question. Um, it, it is about recapturing the place of God in our lives. God's not going to leave us, but we are, we are in a world that continues to push him away and push him away. And maybe this wakes us up to say, you know, um, God is among us, and God has 
simply looking for us to allow him back into our hearts, into our lives, and into our nation. And, you know, again, we see the rhetoric. Um, you know, it, it is getting more and more pronounced when people are, you know, you, you can't even use religious language or um, the, the, the pushing of God, you know, one nation under God or in God we trust. Um, those are just expressions of what's going on at a much deeper level across the board. We, we, we're pushing God out of the way. And I think it's important for us as believers to um, commit ourselves more fervently to God and hopefully to bring that to, to the world. You're listening to Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, as we discuss uh, this special week, as he calls for a day of prayer and penance for our country on the Feast of Our Lady of Mercy this Thursday, September 24th. Uh, Bishop Brennan, would you like to uh, close us with a, a blessing and a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God of heaven and earth, help us to know your love in our lives and in our world and to share that love with others. Help us to remember those words of your Son, that you so love the world that you sent your only Son so that all who believe in him might have eternal life. Help us to live this message through mercy. Bring healing to our hearts and our lives. Bring healing especially to those who are ill and for those who are caring for the sick, especially in these most difficult times. Bring healing also to hearts and our society. Help us to appreciate the gift of you, the gift of life, the gift of the dignity of every single human person along the world. And may Almighty God bless you and your family, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to a weekly Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan for the 25th week of Ordinary Time, and now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.